You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 18. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It, a weekly podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany and I'm your host and I appreciate you joining me for another episode. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com slash 18. And if you are on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow the show at howdoes underscore she do it. I announced on Twitter yesterday that I would not be releasing an episode um, until until a day later this week. So it's important that if you are on those platforms that you check me out so that you can get um, kind of up-to-date information in the event there's going to be a delay like there was today. Um, So my apologies for that, but I'm still here. So um, if you are on Facebook, you can also follow the show if you go to facebook.com slash how does she do a podcast, or you can search for how does she do a podcast and I'm on there. And as always, I appreciate your feedback and your uh, ratings and ratings and reviews. We are up to 29 in the iTunes store, so I would love it if I could get to 30 um, in the next week, and I appreciate it. So if you go to howdoesshedoitpodcast.com, there will be a link in the show notes to be able to um, leave a review in iTunes, and you can also leave a review on Stitcher, and you can go on SoundCloud and kind of, when you listen to the episode on SoundCloud, you can make comments as the show progresses. So that's a kind of cool way to interact with the show there. I had big plans for just my thoughts this week, but because the week has already progressed, I was going to talk about Kanye, although I will make one comment about Kanye. His situation, if you don't know, Kanye West overreacted. Um, I think it's probably one of the best examples of an overreaction that I've seen on Twitter in a long time, where he thought that Wiz Khalifa, who was a rapper, made a comment about his wife because Wiz Khalifa was making reference to some of his recreational uh, drug use that happened to have the same um, initials as Kanye West's current wife, Kim Kardashian. So Kanye goes crazy. He just says all these really mean things about Wiz Khalifa. But anyway, I'm not going to go into the details. You can look it up. I'll put an article in the show notes. But basically, do your research first before you react to things. I think his the Kanye West situation is a really great example. It's a life lesson that we can learn from, you know, in our everyday lives because we all have situations where sometimes at least once where you have found something, you found something out, you learned some information you ear hustled, as my mother would say, into somebody else's conversation. And that information, you know, caused you to to do a little bit too much, which is actually the, the theme of this week's episode, um, and overreact. So just don't do, don't be like Kanye <laughs> is the moral of the story. I also learned about DJ Khaled and finally, finally, finally figured out what this 
what I've been seeing on mostly on Instagram, but major key. There's this this new and I don't know. I guess people are kind of making fun of him a little bit, but it's also he's now you know he has like a channel on Snapchat. DJ Khaled is a you know. Um, He's one of the DJs who doesn't really, I'm not exactly sure what he does, if he's more like a producer, but he often has these songs that he brings a bunch of artists together. And anyway, he is now like a Snapchat and YouTube legend. He does these videos about, you know, what they don't want us to have. They don't want you to have a bigger pool in Kanye. They don't want you to eat your breakfast. They don't want you to, to water your flowers. Like he goes in, he goes on these rants and it's actually kind of hilarious. So I will also put a link to the show notes um, in the show notes to DJ Khaled's major keys to success. But I felt real old when I didn't really know what the joke was about. And now I um, now I get it because I've been watching it. But it's just this is just an example of sometimes when you're you're a little bit removed from the I guess what the young people and I even saying young people makes me sound old, but the, what the people who are younger, the younger generation, the people who are, you know, um, just coming up, who are just know everything that's happening. They know all the trends. They know the newest songs. They know the newest dances. I'm really not in that group anymore. And, um, I feel some kind of way about it sometimes because I feel like I am, I feel like I'm still young enough to be in that group, but I also have other things to be worried about. So I don't really have time to be worrying about, you know, how to do um, the newest dances or all. I don't I don't know all. The, I actually had a, a group chat conversation like maybe last week or so with a bunch of my sorority sisters and was learning apparently about some of the the phrases that people use and and slang that are still cool that people still use and that people don't use anymore so I know I, I hated the phrase YOLO but YOLO is obviously out but fleek is apparently has apparently um made its way out it's not as cool as it used to be anymore um Personally, I hated, I did not like the term fleek. I never used it with a straight face. I always used it to be sarcastic and to make fun of people who used fleek because I think it's, I just think it's stupid. But that's also because I still think the word dope is fly. Like I still say something is dope. I still say something is fly. Like I just used right there. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning. I'm noticing I'm transitioning as I get older from one group of, um, you know, what people think is cool to another. And I'm going to hold on to the things that I thought were cool when I was growing up. Um, not things like certain things you just never can't, like you can't say things are fat. Like that's, that's just never going to happen. And to my eighties babies, you guys will know the kinds of things that, you know, we used to say, I'm from New York. I still say something. I still say mad. I still say, yo, I still say son. I think I'm always going to say those things. So, um, those will always be a part of my vernacular. Maybe, Maybe not always, but at least for the for the foreseeable future. So I don't even know how I got onto that point. I, oh, I think I was talking about DJ Khaled. So anyway, I'm going to link to some of DJ Khaled's gems and um, life lessons. And even, you know what, and I was talking to my friend the other day, although he is doing the most, I think that he's, he's actually saying some somewhat profound things sometimes, not all the time. But, you know, he, he water his flowers. He talks about how much he appreciates the things that he has. And he's just, you know, everything is hashtag blessed and all this kind of stuff. So it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting ob- something to observe. So if you don't, if you're not on Snapchat, I'll send you a link to a compilation of some of his things. Um, I won't send it to you. I'll put it in the show notes. But um, yeah, 
we're going to talk about some major keys to success um, on this episode. It's like, no, we're not. But I just think that's funny. I titled this episode, Are You Doing the Most? Because it is somewhat of a reflection of the question that I have been asking myself a little bit over the last several days. And that's not a, the question is not in a, it's not a judgmental question, but it's one that I've been asking because I've been, I'm trying to take stock in everything that I have going on. So just a quick overview, I am working on several things, both at work and outside of work. At work, my responsibilities have increased pretty significantly over the last few weeks. And, um, I'm supervising more than I was before. So that has come with a significant amount of um, time pressure during the day that I am not used to. I'm also um, working to establish a Philadelphia chapter of a national organization that is dedicated to empowering school-aged girls in um, all around the country. And I'm really excited to that for that. The details aren't yet etched in stone. So if that comes to fruition, I'll tell you more about it. But right now, that's all I'll say. And I'm also currently doing a short internship for a professional matchmaking and relationship coaching agency. It's the Paul C. Brunson Agency. If you're not familiar with Paul Brunson, he is a award-winning matchmaker, relationship coach, now turned media personality. And I have known him for several years and have had the opportunity now to do uh, work with his agency for the short period of time. So that comes with different time commitments, different um, assignments and that kind of thing. And it's been, it's been a great experience. But that being said, all of the, all of these different activities, in addition to the regular things that I do in my life, like going to the gym and trying to, you know, cook and all that kind of stuff have been drawing my time and my energy in a way that I am, it's still feeling very new to me. So I asked this question, are you doing too much? And in thinking about it, I came up with four things that I've been thinking about that I know that as professionals, as ambitious people, we spend a lot of our time trying to do a lot of different things. We're running, you know, um, or trying to establish businesses on the side in addition to our daytime career. We are trying to apply to school. We are trying to take care of our families or establish and develop and continue to grow our relationships. We are, you know, trying to move up in our career. We're trying to consider changing careers. So, you know, when I, you know, thinking about the, the, the theme of this, of the show generally, how does she do it? This is one of those things that I'm talking about where, you know, we are, we're pulling ourselves in several different directions and not that those directions are not good. They're not there. These directions are things that we want to be involved in, but they're taxing and it, it draws on your energy. And sometimes it weighs us down in different, in different ways. And so for the last few days, I've been feeling really excited and really energized and also really tired at the same time, if that makes sense. So in thinking about, you know, um, 
the number of things that we're balancing all at once. I came up with four questions that I want to walk through that I think are good as we reevaluate the different activities that we're involved in, as we reevaluate the different you know, um, draws on our time and the different, the volunteer activities that we're a part of, the boards that we serve on, the committees that we help with, the events that we plan, those kinds of things. So the first question is, are these experiences growing you? And what are you gaining from those experiences? So in thinking about all of the different activities and different kind of pots that you have your hand in, are you are you actually growing from the things that you're involved in? And in thinking about that question, make sure that you're being deliberate. Set goals related to the things that you're involved in and reflect on those goals often. Check in with yourself to make sure that you are actually getting out of the experience what you hope. And if you're not getting those things, what do you need to do to to make those things happen? actively pay attention to the learning that you're doing that you're that you're going through and how you are actually growing and be willing to be uncomfortable for a little while in exchange for the experience that is something that I'm learning particularly in my um, in the work that I'm doing in my day job and it is it has been rough it has been challenging I'm, I'm I'm juggling a lot and I'm learning so much and I spend every you know in the moments when I feel myself getting flustered or feeling myself getting a little frustrated or, or not really sure what's going on or what's happening I take I step back and I say this is where the growing happens this is where the learning and the value is gained in these challenges in this discomfort in this unfamiliarity with the situation that I'm in right now but when you pay attention to that you can you can walk into it with a spirit of of knowing that you're trying to gain something out of it and being and keeping your eyes kind of wide open for the value that's that's being gained even in the discomfort the second question that i have is what value are you adding to the spaces that are currently drawing your energy and are you best suited for the opportunity so just because you are involved in something are you actually bringing something to the table? And a kind of follow-up question to that is, are you the best person for that opportunity or should you take a step back? Because sometimes just because we are involved in something doesn't mean we need to be involved in it. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. And just because the opportunity is available doesn't mean it's the one that we need to walk into. And so pay attention to, again, to those things. Be specific about the role that you're playing and the value that you're actually contributing to the work and to the project, to the volunteer activity, to whatever it is that you're involved in. Are you bringing something to it? And are you actually being valuable? Because maybe you shouldn't be the treasurer of that alumni association because you just learned how to use Excel yesterday or just, and, and, you know, the same, what some of the advice that we used to get or used to give, give and get really to students who are applying to school or applying to jobs is don't just volunteer for things and join executive boards and join organizations for the sake of padding your resume. And as adults, as we're developing in our own careers, we have to be mindful of the same thing because our time is limited, our energy is limited, and our resources are thin. So make sure that you're not just doing something for the sake of doing it, but that you're actually adding value to it. And it's something that, and it's in a space that you want to be in. The third question that I have related to our, if you're doing the most is, are you taking care of yourself? 
And when was the last time you sat still? This is a question that I know is, um, can be hard for, again, people who are involved in a lot of different things. Our families are drawing on our attention. Our work is drawing on our attention. All of our activities are drawing on our energy. And sometimes it's easy to forget that you have to take care of yourself too. Because if you're not healthy, if you're not doing well, then you're useless to, you're, and not, you, you, you don't understand what I'm saying. You're not useless, but you don't, you cannot be your best self if you are tired, if you're sick, if you're worn down. And, and this is not to say, I don't, I still don't understand how people get eight hours of sleep every night. Um, but I am trying to learn to get more sleep, um, which is, is not always easily done. But this, week, I realized that I had not been drinking the same amount of water that I have been drinking in weeks past because I'm moving so much. I'm moving so frequently. I'm moving so often. So I need to develop a system to make sure that I'm paying attention to the amount of water that water that I'm drinking every day. I need to make sure that my other self-care routines don't suffer as a result of the new amount of activity that I'm being, that I'm currently involved in. Because again, if I am not taking care of myself, then I am not as valuable to myself and to whatever the things that are drawing on my energy and drawing my attention. So make sure that you are taking care of yourself. And the last question that I have related to you figuring out if you're doing the most is, are you organized? And what do you need to do to bring some order to your current situation? And I will be the first to tell you that the answer to that question for me is generally like, Maybe because I am I am just not a very in especially in my physical space, a very organized person. And so what I'm currently working on for myself is how to develop systems within organization systems within my physical space, particularly at work, to make sure that I know where things are and pretty much at all times. So I've gotten some new folders. I've gotten some new of these fancy office things that let you put the folders up on tiered levels. I'm, you know, labeling things differently. I'm trying to put things in piles because if you are doing a lot and you're not well organized, then that feeling of kind of chaos and uncertainty and feeling like you're doing feeling like you're a little bit out of control, it is enhanced when your space is messy. It's enhanced when you're not organized. It's enhanced when you don't have systems to kind of keep things moving in a logical and um, smooth way. So for me, some of the things that I've been doing is making calendar appointments for things that I need to remember to do. That if it's just, if it's left to me just to remember off the top of my head, I'm going to forget it. So I either have to write it down or I create an Outlook calendar appointment for it or a reminder. Um, I use this this website. It's like Egg Timer. I use just Google Egg Timer. And if I know that I need to spend the next 45 minutes reading through this, this set of applications, I set that Egg Timer, I close my door, and I power forward. That's a system. That's a way to kind of get you focused to make sure that you're getting through the things that you need to get through. Make sure if you can, try to create some accountability. Is there someone on your team? Is there another person who's involved in what you're involved in? Or even if they're not involved in the project or the volunteer activity or whatever the case is, you can ask them to check in on you, to check in with you, to see how that thing is going. And that's something that's actually been worked well for me as well. And um, just try to block off time in your day 
or in your in your week overall to make sure that you're turning to the things that you need to turn to. So, um, and, and I did not do a very good job of that this week, particularly, um, you know, related to this podcast, for example, because I was just, I did not use my time as well as I could have because I let other things interrupt the time that I supposedly had blocked out. So, if you block off time, stick to that schedule, stick to the things that have that you are have committed to for yourself. And of course, I'm not saying that things don't happen. I'm not saying that plans need to change. And you know, of course, life happens sometimes. But in order to balance all the things to make sure that the most that you're doing is not too much or it's not overwhelming or it's not beating you down, you have to develop some sort of balance for yourself. And I'm saying these things to you and I'm saying them to me. And I hope that, you know, as you pursue the things that you are pursuing currently to enhance your life, to make your career better, to make your skills outside of work flourish, to improve your physical health, to improve your relationships, that you are taking time to evaluate the experiences that you're having, that you're looking and you're drawing the value out of the experience as it's happening that you're keeping yourself organized, that you're taking care of yourself, and that you're actually putting your energy in places that you are supposed to be in. Don't just do things for the sake of doing them. Don't just do things because you want to put this on your resume and say it looks good. If you don't shouldn't actually be there if you are not actually contributing to the team, if you're not actually being the best person for that job, then maybe you should step out. And that's okay. You can find another opportunity. So Um, with that, try to figure out if you're doing the most and figure out where you need to adjust if needed. And I think that about wraps it up for this 18th episode of How Does She Do It? Um, about doing the most. I know that last week I said that I was going to give the life lessons that I learned from watching the Tony Braxton movie. Uh, but like I said, this week has been something challenging. And I thought that this, this was kind of on my heart to talk about. So with that, I'm going to read a review from the iTunes store from George XL. As a mentor program coordinator, I'm always looking for relatable and fresh material to pass on to the kids. Tiffany keeps it real as they would say. Most importantly, I find myself nodding in agreement to her points. I'm staying tuned and will be forwarding this to my students. Thank you, George, for your review. I appreciate it. Hopefully your students have listened and, um, you know, tell them to send me an email. If you have any topics, questions, comments, feedback, feel free to send an email to Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. Please feel free to leave a five-star rating and review in the iTunes store. And as always, I appreciate your time and your um, support for this podcast. And until next week, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.